Hi, my name is Ingrid Hardy. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, he knows what time it is, that's right, it's sketch card time, it's Norin Rad. Hey everybody. <laughs> How you doing buddy, you alright? I'm great, I'm great. I'm I'm good. It's always good. sketch card time, though, so I'm always I prepared. What you say? Yeah, perfect, perfect, and apt. And you'd think we planned it. Um, segue into this week's guest <laughs> with us this week. <laughs> I'm 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 giddy with excitement now. Um, oh my Because yeah. I've 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 known of this artist since I was on Scoundrel kind of 11 12 years ago since i started collecting my character um and i'm absolutely thrilled to welcome uh ingrid v hardy as our guest this week hi hello so happy to be here <laughs> so excited um i've got to ask what's the v stand for well, actually, it's KV. Um, I put that in. I don't have a middle name, but oh. fun fact, there is someone else on the internet called Ingrid Hardy, but she's a porn star. So I put <laughs> KV in so that when people Google me, they come up with me and not a porn star. <laughs> yep, yep, Sorry. that makes sense. Apologies, apologies for putting out the V. Sorry. <laughs> not a problem. That's embarrassing. Oh, okay. That's okay. Okay. Guess wrong within seconds of starting the episode. Oh, oh, please, well. no <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, uh, thank you for joining us. We, we we um we wanted to talk to you because I saw that you were posting on the various groups on Facebook about a project that you're working on, um, which I'm very excited to have had a, a sneak peek at. Um, thank you for sending that down to us. Um, called thank the you. Art of Sketch Cards. Um, art cards undercover um which is um uh, absolutely phenomenal so just t tell us tell us about about this this book that you've been working on well this book uh, i'm i'm it's my first attempt into actually putting a book together uh you know using digital means and da, da, da. and it's a project that i've had in my mind for a bunch of years now and I just never had the time to sit down and do it and the few times that I had sat down to do it it was like uh, I got something else to do so I put it aside but last year I decided it's now or never and it had been it had started out as one idea and then along the way morphed into something else completely as projects often do and I thought well okay treat it as if it was a, a, a sketch project or something with a painting and you know you start out with one idea and it morphs into something else just let it be what it's going to be so I kind of followed it along and it, it was starting out as a project just about me selfishly but eventually it was like no I don't really want to do that I would really rather try to bring new people into the whole world of sketch cards because nobody really knows what a sketch card is in my entourage anyway 
when people ask me what I do, they're like, well, what's a sketch card? What the heck is that, you know? So this is kind of like my way of trying to answer that question so that if one day I get this printed on paper, I would have something I'd say, you don't know what a sketch card is? Well, here, take a look at this. That will answer your question. <laughs> and it features work by uh, as many people as I could fit into the book. I sent out a call to on different uh, forums and on Facebook and through my own website as well for people if they wanted to answer some questions concerning sketch cards, either from a collector point of view or an art director point of view or an artist point of view. And generally speaking, I had a lot, uh, way more replies than I could possibly put into the book. So I kind of had to do a first come first serve thing just to choose. <laughs> that's how it that's how it evolved wow and wow. Uh, it will be released april 1st as an ebook for now uh seeing as the times we live in uh has changed um, a few things a lot <laughs> without getting into all of that uh but it will become a per copy probably before the end of this year but that will um, be more details on that with a lot of special inserts and and uh, uh, prints and all kinds of things to go with them. Cool. And maybe there will be a, a book too, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm, well, actually, I'm, I don't want to bury the lead, but I did, I did have a question about the possibility of an expanded, extended edition or sequel, because um, you, you sent us a preview copy, and it's it's 200 pages, so it's 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 well worth a look. And I've I've probably made it about five or six chapters in so far, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of you know getting there, but because I'm reading it on a on a tiny phone, I haven't really had a chance oh, yeah. to to appreciate it fully. But um, but I know it's I know chapter three you do kind of talk about your background and your introduction but for those who, who kind of might not know who are listening who might not have heard of you and quite frankly where have they been um <laughs> tell us tell us about about kind of about yourself and how you got started doing doing sketch cards what's what's your background um well, I got started in, in sketch cards. Another artist kind of brought me in. I was hanging around on the digital webbing forums. This was only a couple of years after we actually got the internet in our house. This is kind of weird for all your, probably your listeners who are way younger than me. But in this uh, house, we had the internet, I think, uh, installed in, I don't know, 2001 or two or something something like that and then when I got online I was like oh my god this is the the the, the darkness of everything you know you can't trust anything and blah 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 but eventually I <laughs> got up the courage to join a, a forum and that was the digital webbing forum which is a comic book um, forum where they have a lot of Marvel and all that stuff yeah. too and I thought oh well hey maybe I'll get into comic books or something because I've been drawing all my life it was my way of adapting to people around me adapting to life um I think 90% of people who actually draw, they, they're socially inept and they can't deal with anything, so they use whatever skills they have to help them deal with people, because people are weird, what can I say? So uh, that's how I got into art, and uh, once the internet came here, it was like, wow, you know, maybe I could actually make a living at this, because before that, it's it was really, really difficult to make a living with art you must say with, with anything that 
you know, it's, it's creative. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. The internet changed the world, really. So, um, someone who had gotten into sketch cards before me, and gosh knows there are a lot of people who have, uh, saw my work on digital webbing and said, hey, you might be interested in, in playing around with sketch cards. I was like, what's that? And they sent me over to Scoundrel. Scoundrel, of course, was a, a website dedicated to sketch cards, just sketch cards. So that was like, wow. And I took a, a look around at that, and I tried my very first sketch card on those days, and it was like, oh, I can't do this. It's just so small. How does anybody deal with this? <laughs> so it took a, a few months to kind of get used to that dimension, and it was like, wow, I really like it. For anybody with a really short attention span, sketch cards are amazing for that because you can really play in in a small space it makes you get rid of uh, how would you say extraneous detail that doesn't belong because I mean it is yeah. small how do you deal with empty spaces versus uh, spaces that are telling a story of something and it, it ta- I'm still learning all that so that's how I got but I into think- it that is what's so amazing for me with your with your work I'm among everything else but for me every time I see your pieces I see for me for my taste for my bias it's always cinematic art like it always feels like there's this grand story that you're displaying um like your battles in star wars your things from classic classic mythology um i always feel like even lord of the rings all your pieces there they're always i always feel like they're just pulled and they're not direct copies like you but they always feel like they're pulled right off of like a film negative like especially with you the have grain. no idea how happy that makes me feel oh no seriously i love i love the grandiose i love the the whole storytelling thing of anything visual anything you know um i way. love the storytelling apps abs- aspect of it i love something really dark funny um bright at the same time this is why i'm getting into breaking bad uh, during this uh, quarantine yeah like, oh superb choice superb. <laughs> that's a great one but your your use of like i mean what some it's my bias of course but every time you put moonlight or have that kind of moonlight glow on your figures and your sketch in your sketch cards i'm always just like drooling foaming at the mouth it's just oh. so so beautiful how you mess with lighting and in that kind of space and i was looking at your at the chapter um where you did your watercoloring and you know how you how you did shapes and scenery and really cool kind of vistas and you know moss and all this really fun stuff and skies and you can just see it just seeing it being pulled into the sketch card world it's just so cool to see that transference of your of your well, style it's very that's fun the watercolors i really love doing that and those i do specifically for, for well sorry to mention this but for my patreon supporters it's a way to to help keep me uh doing all kinds of things in wow. my personal opinion this is not for everybody but in my personal opinion the more different things you can sketch and draw and the more different points of view you can have on a subject i find it just helps you I don't know, be curious enough to to try something else, you know, and 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 drawing is like anything else, you know, you you do it to learn and you have to do it again and do it again and do it again. Yeah. And it's fun. That practice. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree and think that's amazing. Yeah, it definitely takes that practice for sure. 
Yeah, and, beautiful. And by the way, we have absolutely no problem with you pimping your Patreon or oh, yeah, anything 100%, else. And we, we will ask you. We will ask you. I mean, you can do it now, but we'll probably do it towards the end. We'll ask you to tell people where they can go, and and we'll put links on the tasting notes of the episode so that um, we do a post each. Um, each week we do a post on the Facebook page for the podcast. Um, we call it the tasting notes because we're talking about something visual. So we have we, we like to put up images of the cards we talk about, of the sets we talk about in that week um, in the order that they appear in the episode, which is sometimes 30 or 40 images deep just on a 90-minute episode. But um, but we, we chat about it. But we'll, we'll, we'll pop some links up there for um, as well so that all of the wonderful listeners can go and check out this book. Um, so um, I was... I was interested because the first set I think I saw your art on was was Lord of the Rings. Um, I can't remember mm-hmm. which one because there were a fair few Lord of the Rings sets, if I remember correctly, um, over the years. Was was that the first set that you were on? Because that was around the time I joined Scoundrel, around 2008, 2009. Um, no, that was... Well, I, I worked on, I think... A- couple of hundred of sets since then i don't remember which number it was but that was i had the, my very first set that i ever my official set that i ever worked on was the star wars 30th anniversary um, my work had been sent to someone one of the directors at that time which is like what i don't know four or five art directors ago or something and they called me in those days they actually called the artist to ask if they wanted to participate that's something they don't do anymore i don't think which was just side note super exciting uh after the star wars set um then you know they they come back to you with different licenses and stuff and they had the lord of the rings license at that time and that's uh, tops isn't it Yes, sorry. Mm. Yes, that's mm. tough. That's yeah. And um, I think I, I did uh, well, three or four at least, if not more. I don't remember which sets they did after that. Then I think the, the license went to a different company, if I'm not mistaken. I forget all the gory details of that. I think it went to Cryptozoic. <laughs> Possibly. I don't remember. But anyway. Yeah. I don't think there's any political incorrectness in, in stating that, but uh, yeah, they had it for a while and then it went somewhere else. So I did, uh, I think, uh, Masterpieces 2 and uh, a couple of others right up, well, the, of the first three movies. And then I think when the, when the, the last three movies came out, um, some years after, I think that's when it went to a different company. I don't know why. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we are always uh, pondering about how these licenses get moved around to. We're never quite sure. Um, Wow. Well, they're always, uh, my understanding is they're always in for a set period of time. So they're kind of contracted for a certain amount and then they get, they renegotiate at that point. Um, From what I understand, it's not always the art directors, like they get a lot of heat. Not that I'm defending everybody because, you know, I've had my issues with a few too, but most art directors are actually just middle people. And self plug, if you read the book, there are a couple of art directors, not as many as I wanted. But, well, okay. Uh, still, a few did take... Uh, uh, I, I'm so grateful that they took the time to actually answer. And from what I understand, art directors are really basically in the middle of everything. And yeah. it's the company, the, the movie company themselves, they set up 
all the you know you've got to do this you've got to do that yep. da, 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 and and if you're not on board with that well we you don't get the license or something that's my yeah. understanding of it yeah no that that's our take on it as well and especially with uh marvel um quite a lot of the time we we talk to artists who who do work for upper deck and it goes into upper deck and it's not upper deck that may reject some of the cards because you know they they send them back and they'll have a big cross through the ones that they've been yep. rejected and they've got to send them back to be destroyed and it's yep. not them yep. who are doing that it's it's the ip holder in this case it would be marvel that's right um so that's um right. so yeah and it's you know it's all to do with, with their their brand guidelines over what the characters can or can't look like or who they can appear with or in some and cases how tall they are. <laughs> occasionally it's the actors themselves who have the right to yeah. uh, accept or deny uh, cards and they may like one card and not like another and nobody will know why but sometimes, not always, but sometimes the actor themselves have the last word. And for wow. some companies, which has happened to myself as well, if your cards are rejected, you don't get paid. So you put the time in for nothing. It's extremely frustrating. I understand it, but it doesn't mean that as an artist, I have to like it. Yeah. But there you go. That's the job. Yeah. There's always yeah. something else. I am. Um, what I do like... I've, I've, the point at the book I've been diving into this morning was the point where you started interviewing people. And I think that's the one thing that struck me about this is that there's so many people being interviewed in this book. I mean, I'm <laughs> in the middle of, I'm in the middle of uh, the collectors section, and Got some of these right here. Yeah, and some wow. yeah, and some of these, some of these people, you know, people have, I've heard of, and it's like, ah, that's really cool. Um, I that this person is in here. They are. Have some people participate. There are a couple of people that just didn't have the time to get back to me, but you know, I mean, life is kind of up in the air these days. Yeah. They may yeah. get back to me later, and and that and that's absolutely fine. Um, if they do, that's something that I may add to the print book. Uh, a couple of of uh, well, a couple of fairly well-known people that just didn't have the time. I'm yeah. certainly not going to bother them, you know. But uh, a few people did. I got, uh, I have to say, um, I have a huge mega thank you to uh, Stephen Sansweet, who uh, mm. wrote the uh, the foreword for the book, yeah. which blew me away, and I was so thrilled for that. He's a very nice and generous person. So that was really nice. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just, I'm just. I think the one thing to say about the book is that there are so many different cards from different sets and different styles and different artists, liberally scattered, but not in a haphazard way, um, uh, gorgeously gracing every single page. Um, you know, Marvel masterpieces uh, cards here. Um, and so, in, and I'm just actually got to the section where one of our, our group members, uh, Hilton Locke, um, yes. good evening, Hilton, um, is in is in the book. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that because obviously I, I I I interact with Hilton on 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 our group, um, and he he shows off some really good cards, and we have quite a, a back and forth giggle. And I know that Hilton's been active in in collecting for an awfully long time, and yet you know. And the crediting of some of these cards must have been just keeping track of making sure you've credited mm -hmm. the artists and, you, you know, given the, no the amount idea. of work. It's a and lot of work. Formatting, and formatting each and yeah. every single image that's in the book. And yeah. um, some of the images came... Uh, 
very well prepared already in advance. I didn't have to do anything, but the vast majority had to be resized and, you know, put so that they could be in the book and hopefully will reproduce in, in a... Know, in, a, in a good way so that when you look at it, it you can appreciate all the work that that particular artist put into yeah. the card and i uh, was a little bit surprised that some of the images I, I i just couldn't use you know they were just too small i i couldn't and i didn't have the time to go back to the people who sent them to ask them to maybe send them a little bigger it was there's yeah. just so much there's just so much and in the back of the book uh there's a complete list well there should be i hope i haven't missed any a complete list of credits for all the images and all the artists so that if you want to look you can look and you should have uh, you should be able to find something that interests you i'm just i'm just seeing names popping up here um web john web john of course he's been around for as long as i've been because i was on um i'm not on there so much these days card talk the non-sport update um mm group is where I've I... I've also I, tried to be respectful and like there's been one or two people who didn't want their real names used and I fully respect that. I mean the internet is a big bad nasty place, we all know that so um, I'm fine with that no problem at all. Yeah. That's no. why some... Yeah. And for some people it's their brand Yes, you know, that's kind right. of you know, in and of in and of themselves. So, um, Web John, uh, you know that that's what everyone knows him as. So, yeah. um, I'll give you as a little tip. Norin Rad is not my boy. Here, his real name. Ian, oh, no. what are you doing? <laughs> oh, God, now everyone knows. Worst kept secret. Worst kept secret in in, uh, in our corner of the internet. Um, and I'm just looking through, and of course, Chris Mixer is on here, and Chris, yeah, uh, uh, Mixy Mix, as I irreverently refer to him on the podcast, as um, he probably hates that. Um, he he writes, um, he does the at sketch cards account on um, Twitter, and he writes, I think, for Nonsport Update. Um, so, and he po- there's a photo towards the beginning of a stack of boxes, very, very neatly maintained boxes. The word stack implies that it's haphazard. Um, that is some of his collection. So that must be incredible because you know, uh, some of the cards in here, and you know, there was obviously, you know, our focus is Marvel, but you've got Lord of the Rings in here. You've got um, various different entertainment licenses, plus of course sports cards. So, you know, you talked about the history of sketch cards in here. <clears throat> um, and what I was what I was kind of uh, drilling down to is the, the thing that stood out for me was you're in the um, uh, French part of Canada, yeah. So you're kind of French Canadian, yeah. Um, and there's no word in French for a sketch card. No, uh, that's so t- uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That was ooh. Ooh, that's like 15 years ago or something. That was an interesting experience because my other half is a uh, long-time professional musician, and because the world changed, he became a translator and is now uh, in the order of translators from English to French. So when I had created my website in, I don't remember, we 2009, maybe 2009, I mean, or something like that, I was like, well, what am I going to use in French? Because I wanted the, I wanted my, you know, what's a sketch card page in English and in French. 
And so he did the translating for that for me, and we could not find a word for sketch card in French. It doesn't exist. You know, nobody here knows what it is. There is no word for it. So we called the um, Office de la Langue Française in Quebec at that time, who, and we got through to the person uh, in charge of the whole, the whole department. And he ended up calling back, and he had no idea. He was a super nice person with a, a really funny sense of humor. He was really, I'm sure he's gone now. But he was like, well, after half an hour of discussing and all of this, he's like, bon, ça va être une carte de collection d'or. Okay, it's a bit long, but well, okay. You know, I don't think it's going to catch on, but well, you know, that's what it became. So, so I stuck with that. I, I don't that's think it will so catch funny. on. That's, I, I do, I do like that. That's that's brilliant. Now that bit made me smile this morning, so I meant I'm, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, the um, so it, it's interesting in this because you've said how long the book took you. What, what's what's the most difficult thing you found to actually pull together? Was it the kind of the crediting and all the images, or was or was it the figuring out the shape of it, or did that kind of grow? organically once you decided with the direction you were going to go uh, ooh, that's a loaded question I don't know there were so many um, challenging challenging parts I think the hardest parts are the 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 niggly parts the figuring out the software how it works with this and that and the other I had to learn InDesign from scratch and now I can really I can really bang my way around that program now it's um, uh, but I think I think formatting the images and keeping track of everybody because I wanted to make sure not to make mistakes and I ended up making a lot of mistakes actually. Uh, I had several people, um, um, Laura, Laura Inglis did a run through of the book for me. Elaine Perna did a lot of work editing the uh, editing the book as well, and and then I've done like five run-throughs, and each time there are mistakes that I've found. You know, I made uh, a few mistakes crediting images, but I think they're all right now. I sent it off to my patrons to help, kind of help me do it, and so I think it's pretty clean. I think everything is is correctly labeled. I think that would be the hardest thing. My folders for the images is ginormous <laughs> and then keeping and keeping track you'd be surprised but keeping track of all the interviews was surprisingly challenging to keep the ones that I'd sent out the ones that were returned who did I need to remind who was it I asked were they so there are a couple of people who answered as both an art director and a collector or an art director and an artist or oh, wow. a collector and an artist in fact you know there are some people that kind of cross the lines a little bit which I find makes it just as interesting and then deciding finally, well, boom, you know, I have too much, you know, it's already 200 pages, you know, I don't know if this boat is going to float. I don't know, you know, is anybody going to want to read this? I'm trying to be fair to, the whole package was challenging, in long story short. I don't want to, I could talk for hours about all my problems with it, but no. It's, but I love doing it. I learned so much, and I respect every single person who sent things back I learned from everybody and uh, you know it, it, it kind of makes the world a bit bigger for me as well I don't just see the four walls of my studio I can understand the people on different sides of the fence a little bit better and I like to get to know people and this was a really cool way of doing it 
I must say. I, I, I adored it. I loved it. A major headache, but I really loved it. <laughs> I appreciate how much humor you have in it. I think it's so funny. Like, oh, one of my God. favorite. <laughs> I wouldn't do one of my it favorite. It would be funny. I love it. Because one of them is like, where do you find what you like? And underneath it says in, in small text, it's safer than Cupid.com. That's just cute. <laughs> I just, I don't know. You did that throughout the book. I love it. I think it's just fantastic. I, I've been uh, writing for a, a long number of years. And I used to belong to a, a writer's group uh, about 10 years ago. And I have published a book, uh, two books before, actually. Fiction, just fiction. And it's, I... The response has always been positive when I let a bit of humor fall into it. So I thought, well, okay, we'll try it with this and see what happens. And I mean, they're sketch cards. It's art. It's not brain surgery, you know. It's like, let's enjoy this. Let's not make it too serious. There are a number of conspiracies that have come up in the, since the scoundrel days um, that made things terribly, terribly serious. Actually, you wouldn't think so, but yes, for some of the people who are way better known than I will ever be, have gotten into trouble uh, with people stealing their art and stuff, and that it actually cost a significant amount of money to people, and that makes things really, really serious, and that's not what I want to do here, you know. Mm. I wanted to make it relaxed and fun and chatty and just come on in and take a look around and enjoy the other side of the coin a little bit, you know. Yeah. We're it not is. against each other here. No. You know, we're... No. Um, one of the, uh, the it's funny you mentioned that but one thing that made me laugh is that you get to the bottom of a page and you said oh and of course there are there are there are, there are, and of course the the history of sketch cards it's not as without its fair share of scandal and then page break <laughs> and then you go but we're not going to talk about that here. And I was like, oh, that's really, but it was just the way that you timed it. So you had a beat with a page break. I just thought that was really nicely placed, really whether great. it was by design or not. I, I, I'd like to think it was by design, but I love that. Um, but, uh, but that did make me laugh. So maybe that, that can be for the um, expanded or not suitable for work edition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one thing I was, I, I found it interesting was that you, you you write from an artist's perspective, clearly, but you're very good, especially in the earlier chapters, uh, 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 explaining what the history of, okay, first of all, trading cards, and then sketch cards or art cards, as I saw you also uh, describe them at one point. Um, but I, I guess you could read it as a book for both for artists because you do sort of kind of give some advice, you know, for people. Um, I especially love your side. Um, a little pro tip. It, it, you won't make a, a massive amount of money off sketch cards, <laughs> right? Which made me chuckle. Um, but I guess you could you could read it as a book for artists and or collectors. But one thing you just touched on is is that crossover because many are many are both. You have mm-hmm. you know have um, uh, I think we've we've mentioned before that um, a friend of the show Elaine Perner is an artist of, of extraordinary. Um, um, talent but also she she's a, herself a collector and has an astonishingly fine collection of work across an insane multiple good collection um, yeah but I, I find it interesting that i i i'm not aware of a massive number of those but i think it's more common 
that it is. And you mentioned art directors who are also collectors or art directors who are also artists. So I find that fascinating. Do you, do you collect anything yourself? Are you a collector of any of the works that other artists put out or any genres or styles? Or um, I'd like to collect more, but as an artist, my, my bank account tends to protest when I want to collect, you know. But if I could, I would. Um, I actually did collect a few way back in the day. There were a few artists that I really, really, uh, well, you know, I like them all. But, I mean, there were some that I thought, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, please don't ask me names because I'm, 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 uh, I have, I have a terrible time remembering my own name. I can't remember everybody else's name, but there are, um, there are a lot of cards that I, uh, styles, you know, as some of the collectors will tell you in their interviews, I think the vast majority, you know, if it's something that really pleases you, look at it and you like it, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll want it and, and get it. So I, yeah, I did collect a few. I can't do that anymore, unfortunately, but, but, uh, yeah, I do like, uh, I would collect if I could. Yeah. I think I, what I really like speaking about, like, you know, collect what you like and whatever gets your taste and stuff like that. I love the range of artists you have in the book. Um, you did a really great job of like having that range from Katie Cook all the way to more detailed artists. I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And that's always what I look for in artwork as well. I always look for the difference. You know, I, I well, especially being a character collector, I always want to see everyone's take on a particular character, which I, character I just find. I, so I collect the surfer. Uh, so ah. Silver Surfer is someone I, I, I'm, I'm particularly fond of. Um, but yeah, I, I always I always look for that difference and always look at like for me, for me, I always want to see the artist's like personality or take on a character no matter how strange it is i want to see that kind of like uh influence and and you know that kind of transcendence well that's piece. what makes it really really interesting i find when you look at all the different styles i mean if they all look exactly the same what's the point that's right that's yeah. like drinking the same flavor of kool-aid all the time that's just not interesting so having a whole different you know, type of styles. They're all beautiful. They all have something to say, you know. There was an artist, uh, no, I mean, uh, a collector whom I would have liked to have in the book thing. Again, it's 200 pages, who did a series of, uh, collected a whole uh, series based around Yoda using the same Whoa. reference image, actually, which was pretty cool. I think he posted a lot on Facebook that he had Yoda, the same position, but done by a whole bunch of different artists. Oh. And that's pretty cool, you know? Isn't that cool? That would give you a, a really nice, I thought that was a genius idea. You know, you look at that collection and you get that range. You, know, you get a yeah. range of, and you're like, hmm, that's that artist, hmm, that's that artist. I thought, I thought that's cool. There are, so there are a number of collectors who are getting into that kind of thing. I think that's cool. You know. We we have a uh, we have someone in the group who who has a similar thing with the character Cyclops from the X Men, uh, where he um, it's kind of a looking 
up at Cyclops and his I-beam is going out across the card and it's just he's got that in a number of different uh, it's a it's a something that that people do and he's got a number of different artists who who haven't he hasn't commissioned them I don't believe I think they've they've done it all organically because it's based on a, a quite a on the reference quite a well-known yeah. image yeah the reference sorry yeah that's what <laughs> thank you for rescuing my family uh, yeah. um, you're fine but uh, uh, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head and this is, this is going to kick me so so um, but anyway um, but um, it's, it's interesting I for, for me because I collect the character Black Cat um, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man uh, character and um, it can be interesting that you get cards that are absolute top dollar as in you know sought after because of the artist or because of the the finish of the card or the detail or whatever it may be um but the one that will really sing to me is the one that's selling for maybe 20 30 40 bucks where they've just got the eyes right and you can just see some character in the eyes um, which i find yeah yes yeah. And it's just it's so interesting the the the, yeah. the nature of of how 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 that can appeal, especially if like us you you go after a certain character, but it's in it, it's completely different lens depending on who's drawn it and what they were thinking, how they were thinking, how many sketch cards they had to do that day just to make their deadline. Oh yeah, yeah no. <laughs> if you read some of the the interviews of the artist. Uh, you, you'll see that it, it's, it's a major, major challenge. And over the past 15 years, the, the requirements for that has changed a lot. But getting back to your uh, your appreciation of, of the different styles and stuff there, actually, and I think a lot of artists could tell you that that's not any question that I ask them. They have to stop after a while. But uh, there are a number of quiet, quote-unquote, quiet collectors who don't really post all that much. You know, they just it's just not their thing. But they have massive collections of yeah. art and different styles. And and there are those who will go out just and collect for the, for the, for the money of it. But most people, it's really, they'll look at that card and that's the one they want because it got just that particular thing that, that means something to them, right? And so, you know, there's a home for every card. There's a home for every artist. Yeah, no, there really is. Being, being your own style and having having the opportunity and the courage to let your own style go forward, I think, is uh, the way to do it in this yeah, world there's of been... copycat you know, stuff. Which is so weird to me. I don't know why anybody would ask for a copy or a recreation or anything like that. I mean, not to go too much into it. Um, it's, it's not my style. Like, I want to see... I don't want to see what I want. I want to see something that makes me even want to realize that I've wanted it, right? I want, I want to look at something new and something be like, oh, I didn't even know I love this, but I love it. But a collector like you can be a little bit of a challenge to please because you don't know what makes you happy, but, you know, we don't know what makes you happy either. And the day that we create in whatever way we do it, whatever, the day that we create it, it, it may blow you away and it may just turn you cold. You, it's, it's very like that. For someone like you, it's almost better you see what it is and not commission it 
type of thing because then you know what you're getting and you know that you, you yeah. really like in my small opinion no you're 100 percent right i mean that's what ends up hap- that's what ended up happening when i first started at ap a lot and then very quickly realized i was like yeah. you know yeah. the ap stuff is not the best for me um you know i always try to if it's already yeah. been done it, you know yeah if it's, if it's already been done and i've seen it i remember like oh i love this and yeah. that that's yes. that's the hunt for me um yeah i always try to because i know so many other collectors like um i always try to hook up other collectors with pieces like if i've commissioned something and i've had it for a couple months and i'm like you know i love this piece but it's not like going to be in my personal collection i think yeah you know i always try to find a character collector or someone i know who's better than I am as in keeping so much of their collection and I try to always get it into the hands of somewhere where it's going to be vaulted and kept and appreciated um, just because I feel better about that because I don't like personally personally I understand people do this so I'm not commenting on anything but personally I don't I try not to flip I, I never I never you know what I mean I never try to do this thing where I see a work I'm like eh and then it immediately goes to eBay it's more like I know this wasn't my forever piece, but I know this is somebody else's. And being yeah. connected with all these collectors really helps that. Me that's be able all right, to you know. Yeah. All these different sides of the... It's, it's okay, you know. It's all right. And even flippers have their place, uh, you yeah. know. Because um, I can get a piece that I never thought I'd be able to get. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you yeah. go. I mean, I'm not encouraging uh, all that kind of stuff, you know, but... On the other side of it, well, you know, maybe it, like you said, maybe it will find its forever home there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, every every piece has its part to play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. One of the um, um, the interesting you mentioned collectors who have these massive collections who don't post much. We've kind of referred to them before as black yes. hole collectors because <laughs> um, because up until even even with Scoundrel, it was you wouldn't necessarily see as much posted from some of these guys. Um, but I, w- one of the things I find that's interesting about Facebook and Instagram, especially, is that some of these. Um, collectors are now starting to want to share their cards a little bit more because they can see other and it's kind of like as soon as one of them starts doing it you 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 tend to see others go okay well i can start doing it because i think i think some people maybe don't because they're worried about the fact that people are suddenly going to deluge them with comments saying oh i really want that would you part with it and it's like and some people are quite shy of sharing their their collection because they don't want that to happen that is... and probably they're also afraid of uh, you know there are people who are not very nice on the internet and and i i know personally that there are a few collectors who are like well i i'm not going to show my stuff i'm going to have people saying uh, nasty things about uh, this particular person or that particular card that i got yeah. you know the people don't want the headache for that you know <laughs> and i completely understand that it happens yeah. to all of us and some people have better things to do than to sift through negative comments yeah. On the I other hand, so. on the other hand, as time goes by, I think generally speaking, you know, most people are are uh, becoming to a little bit more. Well, most people in general are really nice, so uh, I think maybe they're overcoming their fears. It took me forever to to drop my my handle. I I didn't use my real name on the internet for nearly I don't know. 
five or six years, I used a handle, and I was because I was like, if I use my real name, my life will be stolen away from me or something, you know? Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, but. <laughs> but you know, it could. It's definitely a fear of mine. <laughs> yeah. Knowing so, you could yeah, be angry for, for a day if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't forget to put a middle name in there. Somebody will think you're a porn star. No, I, I can see that. Actually, you know what? Let me make sure I'm not already a porn star somewhere. Yeah, yeah let's sure. have a look. Um, we, um, on our um, fourth episode, which seems like such a this is this will be episode 39, I think. Um, we've been going about eight months now. Um, on our fourth episode, and we were, we, it, was, it was absolutely bonkers, we had the artist uh, Dave DeVries uh, come on as our first guest. Um and um he he was he was fabulous and he's been he's been really um helpful to 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 to, to us and uh, to me personally because he when i started the groups on facebook i started um i started one group and then i started another group specifically focused on the marvel masterpieces series and of course dave having been one of the artists on one of those series um he immediately joined and invited joe Jusco, julie bell uh boys Palacio and, and all those other guys to join that group and actually made that group successful so we owe we owe, we owe dave quite a lot because he came on the podcast early on because he he was really excited to help us sort of get established but um one thing that i found was interesting that he said <laughs> this is a long way of getting to a, the punchline he um there's another artist called dave devries who i believe is australian i think i'm looking at you now and i'm trying to remember the details I think it of the is story australian. Now. yeah i think it is um, yeah. <laughs> and um and and so dave when he when he first started out doing doing stuff in the 90s he would sign his name slightly differently um which he actually eventually dropped <laughs> yeah um um, and now I think I think they have had a back and forth. Uh, the yeah, two they got to know each other. <laughs> they got yeah. to send each other letters. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. I think, uh, I think uh, uh, Dave did comment that he wished that because the other guys a lot more active. I think Dave did uh, comment that he wished that the. Um, that one of the royalty checks from the other Dave DeVries would land on his door. Would land on his doorstep. <laughs> well, which is pretty oh, cool. Um, we, um, uh, one of the things that we found interesting in, in the group is that because we, we, we generally in the, in the uh, MCCW group, which is Marvel card collectors worldwide. And I, I set that up specifically because um, I found that being a UK collector, a lot of, collectors were based in america and also wouldn't trade outside of america for you know personal choice they didn't want to uh, mail overseas and uh, the one thing i quickly realized in how big that group has got is that there are collectors literally all over the world but as you you mentioned in the book there are artists literally everywhere as well i mean you know there's a number of extremely fine artists in in my city in norwich in the uk who are on major license sets at the moment and obviously you've got the guys in france fred ian and the art of fx um you've got simone and ricardo in italy and you've got people all over those including an awful lot of um uh, indonesian and and that kind of um end of the world artist which is fascinating but um uh, one of the interesting things is that uh, is that people are now starting to feel comfortable sharing those collections that they've kept under wraps because we do 
yeah, everyone's a pretty nice bunch, and we, you know, anyone who does post any of that negative stuff, we kind of <laughs> very gently and then very firmly, if needs be, just show them the door, and, and they're gone. Yeah. And I know that, you know, not every part of the internet is like that. So, um, and it is actually turning into a place with. We've probably got about maybe 10 to 1 collector to artist ratio, I'd say, at the moment in that group. And we've got about 900 oh, really? members. So it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, but um, the interesting thing is there's, there's so much interplay between... We have artists at the moment who are working on the new Marvel Masterpieces set. And they have their cards and they're working on it. And they're coming to group and they're asking what characters you want to see. Or they're asking... Yeah, you know, they're asking for inspiration from the community. Which is a really interesting uh, symbiosis. Did you did you ever see that kind of thing uh, back it on? It used on to Scoundrel? be like that on Scoundrel, yes. Yeah. Um, for uh, in in the heyday the, that I was aware of it, mm. when when there'd be a new Star Wars or Lord of the Rings set or something, it'd be like, well, what would you like to see? And da da da. And there were a lot of questions like that. And there was a lot of interactivity. Interactivity, excuse me, um, and and which makes it fun, you know. Uh, up to a point, it's it's really nice to give collectors the kind of thing they might like to uh, to see. Um, it uh, it didn't last, and I, I'm uh, I well, I think now there are groups on Facebook where you can you can still do that. Uh, there are a lot of Star Wars arts. Star Wars groups for artists and tops and for other card companies too and I think there are a lot of uh, collectors within there that you know we can if we want to we can go and uh, say well what would you like and stuff like that I haven't done it not because I don't want to um, but I find it difficult to filter through you know on, on a forum you find the thread and there you go but on a Facebook thing, you kind of have to go and find yeah. all. The, I I don't know. It's I'm too old, I guess. I, <laughs> no, no, I it's it difficult, difficult to to, to navigate. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, like, I, can see I that. like the atmosphere of a forum. I have to say, more generally speaking, mostly usually. Yeah, um, it's interesting that um, that forum that you mentioned that you used to go on back in the um, the noughties, I think is the collective noun for that decade now, <laughs> which always makes me laugh because I'm English and I think naughty. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but um, the um, I used to, my first kind of forum, everyone remembers their first forum, and mine was the um, Strangers in Paradise one, um, which you may have heard of um, Terry Moore's uh, comic that he publishes wow. and draws yeah. himself. Um, and I'm going back 15 plus years, and a lot of people on there used to refer to the forum that that you you were on as well. And I think there was uh, there was a yeah, that's right, that's right. I couldn't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, and um, so that that that's interesting. That kind of jogged a memory of the the early days of the internet before Facebook existed, <laughs> and yeah, before well, the internet it? was in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, digital webbing was a, and I'm actually I'm still friends with some of the people I first made friends with over there. Um, it could be a little bit, um, um, how do you, how do you say that, uh, uh, brutal, sometimes. Um, uh, but generally speaking, people were really nice. And again, I made friends over there that I'm still friends with to this day. Well, virtual friends, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of. Uh, I, I like that, you know. 
Anyway, and then they had a lot of a lot of artists at that time who were working on Marvel, working on other comic books, created their own comic books. Uh, I, well, the Digital Wemming, I think they have their own. Uh, what was it called? Um, gosh, that's shameful of me. I don't remember. I can't remember <laughs> the name of the comic. I think they're still working on it, actually. But anyway, yeah, Digital Wemming, Scoundrel, Scoundrel. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for that forum, actually. Yeah, Very, yeah. Yeah, certainly got me started. Um, one, one of the, um, I, I actually had this question from um, an artist who's been on the, the podcast. Um, he sent me a PM through the week, and, and uh, one thing that you said that you could go into, um, uh, as an, but you wouldn't do it now, is, is, is setting a value for AP work. Um, and how you kind of approach and how you'd even, you know, as an artist, especially if you're fairly new and you might be on your first or second or third, you know, fairly new into the license sets, especially, you know, how, how you would even start to do that. What would, what would your advice be to someone who is kind of in that position and trying to say, okay, you know, where do I pitch, where do I pitch this? Well, for every artist, it's pretty much a continuous work in progress. How much to charge for your APs it depends on depends on the license that your card is on. Uh, you know, some licenses will just naturally get more money than others. You know, strictly speaking, from a monetary point of view, Marvel cards, as far as I know, tend to you know get a good deal of money to begin with. They get a lot more than many others. Your style can sometimes have something to do with it, but in my experience, very often, it's the license itself that dictates the starting price. Mm -hmm. After that, um, uh, frankly speaking, it very often depends on the stuff that you've done that isn't in sketch cards that will dictate also, you know, a lot of the artists who can actually make a good deal of money off an artist proof it's because they've done something else that's attached to their name yeah. you know like a comic book or a book or um, I don't know some other project that 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 they've done uh, uh, there are some artists who, who who can spend five minutes on an artist proof card and they'll get they'll get I don't know a thousand dollars or something like well maybe not that much but they'll get a, a good amount of money for their their cards because they are who they are you know they they invented the Simpsons or something I don't know I'm just pulling something off my head yeah no um, it's true uh, like one of the big things for us uh, in Marvel is if they've worked on a card set so a lot of times like like a Joe Jusco or Simone Bianchi kind of like AP would be like top yeah. tier. And, um, yeah. and then also it's sometimes detail like NAR, for instance, NAR yes. and you know, NAR's work is so detailed and kind of a benchmark. His work is, um, his work, it's almost a job to look at his art cards. There's just it's intense, so much yeah. detail in there and they're so gorgeous and they're beautiful. And they're but he's been around for a long time. Um, yeah. I think he's done a few other things. He's, he's made a name for himself. If you, if you, you are lucky enough to, for instance, you get your, well, I, I use Star Wars and stuff like that because mm -hmm. it's more the world I'm familiar with. But if you get your very first set of, I don't know, for instance, you do a galaxy set and or, or um, 
I don't know, uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Masterworks or something, or something yeah. Uh, Masterworks or whatever, you know, it's your very first set. You could probably get, uh, well, you would look at the prices that everybody else posts and you would say, well, you kind of make a an average between it. You could probably get uh, maybe 50 or $60 for it if you're brand new. After you've done a lot, you could probably ask a little more. But then, of course, it's it's sad to say, but the market is very saturated with art at the moment. There are fewer collectors than there are artists, you know, which is one of the reasons why I'm trying to, you know, bring other people into it. The, the, the stream needs to be refreshed a little bit. The pond is stagnant. In fact, um, you know, you, you would... Well, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you you would look at the uh, you would look at the prices that the others have put, and you could try that way. But with the now that for the next year and a half, I think it's it's really risky for everything because a lot of people are losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the money to spend. Um, in 2006, when I had my first set and I was completely unknown, I could still set an art, sell an artist proof for $250. I can't do that anymore, hardly. And this, it's 15 years later, 15 years, 16 years, however many years it is. I, it's for me, and I've made a name for myself, although I'm still a nobody, I've still made a name for myself. It's still very, very, very difficult to sell for a reasonable price. And collectors must remember that when they buy any kind of art, whether it be a sketch card or a painting or anything, they're not just paying for the painting, they're paying for all the years that that artist put into learning their craft. Yeah, it's it's like a package deal. They're 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 not paying for one thing. They're you could buy somebody a painting from Picasso where he just pitches the paint at the canvas. It took two seconds, but you're not just paying for that. You're paying for the thirty years it took for him to figure out that he could do that. If you get my drift, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. No, 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 no. I do. Um, So you know, when you when you look at a piece of art, be it small or big, and does it speak to you? Does it not? It really is an investment, even if you never, uh, even if you're not going to sell it. You, you're investing the t- the the experience that it took to create that one piece. You know what I mean? And. Uh, it, the, the, the ideas that the artists had behind it, even if they were listening to uh, their cat meow or something, I don't know while they were doing it, it's still it's still a part of that person. You know what I mean? They yeah. they, part they of that have process. created it listening. They may have created that piece listening to Tchaikovsky, and they have studied at the fine art school of fine art everything, or they may just have picked up a pencil and learned to draw. Nonetheless, it's it's. It's that package with that person, you know what? It, it, yeah. I'm going on about nothing here, but that's no, 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 no. This is fascinating no. stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. a book when you buy a book that someone has written, or you you watch a TV show, which is another example. You're you're watching, you're investing your time into a story that a group, probably a group of people wrote. Probably there were a lot of fights about it. Probably there were things changed that nobody wanted, but you're buying a whole package deal. You're getting into a whole thing. You're buying you're a lifetime find of out experience. 
and you're yeah. getting a lifetime of experience you're getting you're also getting the times within which it was created you know uh, yeah the context it's a yeah. whole it's very timey wimey if you want to well this, this, the truly terrifying thing to us is that I know of at least two or three artists maybe four who who listen to us while they're working on sketch cards <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that stuff's going to turn out like oh, <laughs> oh dear sorry everywhere, uh, for that um i um i found it interesting in your interest i've set you off haven't i i've set you off I'm because i'm thinking i'm just imagining that they like they draw like scarlet witch and yet she has my features and i'm like i'm so sorry guys she has like this nose and <laughs> can, like can anyone happened. Can anyone listening who's handy with a pencil please draw Scarlet Witch with Norrin's features? Um, <clears throat> the the um, in your intro, the one thing I found interesting because you've very briefly touched on trading cards as the kind of um, sector, for want of a better word, that's the wrong word uh, that sketch card sits within. Um, but then you talk about trade cards which I thought was an interesting yes. distinction. Can you tell, just, tell, just tell us a little bit about that, if you wouldn't mind, because I, I think our listeners would love that. Well, first off, I, that's, and I state it clearly in the book, it's my own personal point of view, my own little, hmm, maybe they came from, you know, everything, I'm, everything is an evolution. It comes from one thing and goes to another. And looking at trade cards, first of all, started out, centuries ago uh, and I could have gone down the rabbit hole way further than that. They started centuries ago as being um, actually advertising you know fancy business cards they were they could be uh, five by seven they could be smaller than that a little bit larger sometimes and because you know photography well even before photography they were hand drawn and usually with ink um, they would be very fanciful and, you know, display certain parts of that particular time. So if you had, then of course, cigarettes were smoking, alcohol, uh, cooking, um, uh, manufacturing. Those were all things that, of course, you know, you would have a card like that and you could give it to people, you know, as kind of a sample or something to remember you by, and people would exchange them, you know, which was a, which was a thing. And where ACEOs are still a part of that, where they're actually like sketch cards, but people exchange them. The idea is not to sell them. That still exists now. It's kind of a sub subgenre, and they can be like anything with cloth, paper beads, uh, photographs, uh, you can have a ton of fun with that. That, that That's an, another thing. I'm sticking within the book mostly on the drawn and sketched and yeah. stuff. But the trade cards themselves, they kind of evolved over time to shrink down to become smaller, you know, so they kind of came like business cards. And so I was thinking, well, maybe somebody and and I don't know who thought, well, that's kind of cool, you know, maybe I can draw on it or something. And it probably stemmed somewhere, evolved from that point of view. So I made the connection from 
trading cards to maybe trade cards because they were traded they were trade as in business they were exchanged and they were sometimes they? Yeah. traded and there were some actually royalty that would collect them and keep them and i do think if you surf a little bit online i i not sure that I included the links to all of that in the in the book. I just ran out of room, but you can you can look at some people who do have actually collections of trade cards, which is very interesting in art styles and stuff on their own. Wow. Cigarettes, cigarette cards, of which I I'm not very well prepared, but years ago I have one here. I can show here. The listeners won't see it. This is actually a cigarette card. This is uh, put out by Historia. There are a few ah. artists who are going to go, oh, yeah, I know that and all that. These are really small, and it's based on the uh, old um, cigarette cards that used to be included in cigarette packs. Nice. Of course, they wow. were printed. These, these are sketch cards, and they're really, really tiny, and they're kind of cool. It was fun to work on that set. Uh, must wow, say, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That, wow. That's so, yeah, I that, didn't that, realize that, that happened. Well, what you mean this? this yeah, I, I no, didn't know that was. Cool. A, I didn't no, but I love it because I'm aware of cigarette cards. Because my 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 father, um, one of the because I know he used to smoke. He he passed away when I was little, but I know he used to smoke, and he's of the generation that would have collected, because um, he was kind of you know 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. We, you know, was that that era where cigarette cards had had them in. So, for example, yeah. when I'm when I'm searching on um uh, on eBay for black cat cards i have to i have to kind of do words to exclude and one of the words is craven because there is a manufacturer craven black hat um cigarettes mm. so i have to exclude the word craven so you know it's something that you know we, we there are shops in the uk uk don't tend to have uh sports card shops like the us do in terms of hockey baseball that kind of thing but they do have shops that specialize in old uh cigarette cards and, and things like that Wow, that's yeah, really interesting cool. these days. But you do have them, and I've seen them. Um, yeah. And there's a there's a number of companies that specialise in auctions and and things of that ilk. Because in the UK, cigarette cards were absolutely huge, um, wow. and they used to come in cigars. They used to come in tobacco. Um, there were other products that used to have them in uh, petrol stations. Oh yeah. Oh cool. You used to be okay. able to get cards if you spent a certain amount. You'd get a card with your, you know, uh, thing. And if you get, say, it was, I don't know, two shillings or three shillings or whatever it was to fill up your car back in the, I'm talking about sixties here, you'd get maybe get a card per shilling you'd spent, but only from that oh. particular brand of petrol station. <laughs> kind of nice Bring returning uh, customers. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that for years, but I, I've just remembered it off the, the top of my head as you were showing me that little cigarette card um, size artist proof there. So that's that's fascinating. Um, the uh, one of the things um, uh, we'll let you go in a minute, but I just have one more thing I wanted to tell you about because you might not have seen it. And it, it might be an invented thing that our group did about a year ago, or it might be something you've seen somewhere else. Um, but we we talked on last week's episode <clears throat> about rainbows, where characters, uh, collectors try and go for one of each type of a particular character card, you know, because they're produced in different <clears throat> Parallels. Now you'll have a base card, then you'll have a purple version, a blue version, and I know that's in the Star Wars sets, um, certainly yeah. recently, because I dabbled yeah. in Star Wars. Um, but um, one of the interesting things that people do is that because you 
you see artists who've had to do so many cards for a set. They might do the same character, but in a very similar style, but in different poses. And one of the things we've noticed is that some sketch card collectors try to go after what we kind of dubbed as sketch bows, where you'll have two, three, four, maybe more cards done by maybe the same artist often some like similar artists but they'll they'll do different poses of that character but because they've done them at the same time for the same set they actually complement each other oh, quite cool. nicely uh, i didn't i was not aware of that that's really yeah. neat um, yeah just, i'm not sure someone in the groups just coined it a sketch boat and it kind of stuck and 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 kind of every now and again someone will present one because i think they're quite a rare thing you know the, you know, the number of cards you need to get i have not out. seen that i've seen the word around on on some of the groups but i have not seen samples of that i'll have to look that up that sounds really yeah. cool no, yeah, I've got, we'll get you some images for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I won't hold it up now because I've got my, my binder of my, my black cap cards here. They're my beloved, my precious, my precious. <laughs> um, and in there, I have a, um, a triple um, panel. Um, they're separate cards, but I've, I've displayed them next to each other by Mark, Te- Mark Texera from one of the Women of Marvel sets. Um, and they just he's he's done them he's he's chosen to do the character with the same the same color background uh, just in different poses so it almost looks oh, like when you put them next like a, to a mini set yeah, yeah it does also like almost looks art. like a, yeah but it almost looks like a contact sheet that you get a photographer doing yeah, so Ooh, you know when you do headshots and you pick out, you might have twenty or thirty, and you go through and you say, right, oh, it's, it's going to be one of these ones. It kind of feels like that, and you wonder if when they're laid out, because some of these artists do one hundred and fifty, two hundred cards for a set. Um, and I know that when I saw the Marvel masterpieces sets from two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, you would have artists go onto Deviant, they'd go onto Scoundrel, and they would put an image of all of their cards or you know they usually have to break it up into several and you can actually see that they've done just to keep it interesting for themselves i think creatively and i'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll oh, yeah, yeah. um they'll have done different like subsets like some of them would have done them as playing cards for example oh that brings back memories yes 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 yeah you did yeah, that yeah, yeah. chases those and there is a guy in our group uh an australian collector who goes after an artist called uh goonie tunes who from oh my who, goodness who, yes who, i remember that but he did close-ups of eyes on one of the marvel sets and this guy in australia is hunting them down and paying a finder's fee for them Oh, and he has tons too. He's he's really got a crazy good, good, good yeah. collection at this point. Yeah. So I I do find that interesting. And apologies, I mean, it might you might have touched on it in the book, but as I said, I've only got about four or five chapters in, and no one's clearly. Actually, no, I didn't touch on on that particular thing. But it's um, but it is one of the fascinating things, and that's and that's the beauty of beauty of this is that, you know should you be moved to do so you could expand another volume of it or someone else could pick up the baton and you know there are so many facets to how you can collect sketch cards I well now you've got my brain cooking there Um, (laughs) uh, I'd love to I haven't even released this one yet but if there was some kind of 
you know, market for it, even even just a little one, I'd totally be up to do uh, more. I love working in InDesign. I'm, I'm becoming an InDesign fangirl. It's fun to play with, and I like putting uh, images together and and this is the first time I, this particular book is the first time I've done it so of course you know it's far from perfect but it's done with a lot of heart and uh, hopefully reverence to the artists involved so I'll have learned a lot if I did do a next one possibly you know I could do it even better you know when you do I, things I, you learn and you get better so yeah I love what you've done with the book I mean uh, Ian and I awesome. like we've mentioned yeah I think really do think it's awesome I love the way you formatted I, I love your index I think you've really done a great job on touching so much of the hobby and so many different aspects of it and it is really fun and it is really interesting and I love the terminology section um, uh, I think that's that really- and I have to give credit the terminology section that is um, um, excuse me I'm going to uh, forget it again. Ed Webb he's the one who put all that oh, together that is he the is man. from um, yeah he, he did that he is on of course I believe the uh, blowout card form which is another yes. amazing place yes um, uh, but he put it together and like he has had it actually over there on, on that form and I asked permission everything in the book is, is used with permission from everybody which was another really long job to do to get permission from from everybody um but it's like he said well you know it doesn't really all apply to sketch cards and he's right about that but because sketch cards trading cards all that it's all connected you know it could be useful for someone he put a lot of work into that it shows um yeah. a lot of work to edit it and format it too but he did all the hard work of actually putting all that up and i think they're like four pages of, of terms and yeah. small print so it could be useful for someone you know and so yeah I yeah, think no, we great. we yeah. love Ed. We love Ed. Ed's that's the best. Ed runs for those who may not know. We've talked about Ed on previous episodes. Ed Webb uh, runs Sci-Fi Cards, and um, he's a a brilliant dealer. Um, I I often buy when I do get physical boxes shipped over from the states when I can afford it. I'll often get him and to ship them over. Also likes he also likes sausage dogs. We have one. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Ed Webb because he has the same kind of dog that we do. Oh Aww. wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love that finding connections through sketch cards and dogs <laughs> that's adorable yes, so Ingrid tell our listeners where they can go to pick up a copy of your book the book will be available uh, Wednesday April 1st April Fool's Day I thought that was just perfect for me to let uh, to, to let go of the book it will be available uh, excuse me now I've got, I didn't have my addresses out it will be available on Etsy and on PayHip. I'll give you, uh, hopefully the links will be in your show notes because yep. I don't have the whole we'll do that. link in my brain. On my In my Etsy store, it will be available as a download there uh, as a PDF, possibly as an EPUB, but it doesn't, the images don't really translate so well to an EPUB. I may keep it as a PDF. It'll be available on uh, PayHip as well and on Amazon, but a few days later because it takes a bit longer for them to sure. set up this thing. 
show? Uh, support an artist and purchase from from Etsy or pay it, please, because Amazon takes it's about 65% of whatever the book makes. But it will be available oh. there, and it will look very good on a Kindle. I can tell you that now. I have previewed it in the Kindle. It will look very nice in that. Nice. And there will almost certainly be a Kickstarter to produce a print book later this year, but that will be much later because now with the coronavid thing happening, yeah, it's sure. just throwing the world sure. insane. But for a print book, there will be add-ons, extras, there will be all kinds of inserts, possibly sketch cards with the book logo just for that, that people can get. And there are plans in the works for that whenever uh, life and the world uh, opens up again. Good, good. But that'll be much pricier. Well, listen, I mean, when obviously when, when ready, we're, we're lucky enough that you, you granted us a preview. Uh, look at the book, so thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, we'll be sure to um, put that on our tasting notes. We'll do, we'll do it on Twitter, we'll do it on Instagram, and we'll do it on the Facebook uh, groups as well. And obviously when the Kickstarter's up and running, you know, or when you've got plans for that, let us know, and we'll 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 lend a hand in any way we can, because uh, I think it's an absolutely smashing book. I'm dying to own a print copy. So, um, so when you know when that happens, you know, take take my money now, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I will be. Um, um, I know that you um, you uh, mentioned it before we started recording, and I think you mentioned it on um, on our messages back and forth that you also have your own uh, Patreon. Um, so feel free to, My, to tell. Uh, uh, do you have a Patreon? Where you? Uh, oh, a Patreon. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm. I'm uh, yes, yeah. I yeah. Because of the e in there, I read it as Patreon, but I might be pronouncing it wrong. But there's also a bit of a uh, hesitation in my internet thing, but um, oh. no, no problem at all. <laughs> my uh, my my Patreon is uh, www.patreon.com/slash Ingrid Hardy, and there is where I post the most. I post previews of sketches, uh, previews of of the book up to date. I also post a lot of work in progress. I've had it for three years now, so there's a lot of stuff. A, most of it is public, but there are uh, patron-only views. Uh, I will sometimes show previews of upcoming sets before they're released. Um, every single patron gets a discount on anything they buy from me as well. And then my website, which is a centralized thing for any link of anywhere you want to find me, that is www.ingridkvhardy.com. All in small letters. Don't forget the KV, folks, because yeah. I'm i dreadfully sorry. That was so embarrassing right at the beginning. <laughs> I completely missed. It's because I I, no I, wrote, I typed it in this morning, and I've, I've typed it with the, the K is actually at the end of the D on your first name. So it's become something weird in Norwegian when you look at it. Anyway, um, thank you, Ingrid. Thank you for sparing some of your Sunday morning. To come and talk thank, to us. thank you for having me on. It's been a it's been a true pleasure and interesting to talk to you too. No, no, no. We've we've absolutely <laughs> we loved this. I'm thank a you huge so fan much. Of yours. Yeah. I've loved the sets you've been on. Um, I've loved seeing your artwork on Scoundrel and over the years, even on the because um, um, we haven't actually mentioned you've you've been on two Marvel sets. I think was it Civil War and Ant Man? I think we talked about before. Yes, Ant Man, Civil War, and actually I think 
a warlord of Mars? Is that possible? No, no. Uh, warlord no, of Mars. That's, that's no, yeah. That's, that's a different. Yeah, that's a different. Oh, is that's it a different? different well, then, yeah. The the Ant Man yeah. and uh, and Superman, Superman, Batman. There was so a, you've been on DC and Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. So Marvel is oh, this. I think DC is like an it's like a no no mention word for you people. No, no, no. no, 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 sorry, no. I'm sorry. We can we can we can mention it. We can mention it. We'll just edit it out. We'll just edit that out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's uh, like Star Wars and Star Trek and the two shall never mix kind of thing. Well, I don't know. You've from what I can tell, you've touched on almost every IP there is going in terms yeah. of your or breadth of work because you've been, you've done an awful lot of Star Wars haven't you yes I have I've done mostly Star Wars actually uh, um, I, I have to say uh, there are a few there are some companies that are they're they're very reliable to work for and nice people and I've had good experiences with with tops everybody there has been nice to me um, they gave me my break into the whole thing uh, Perna Studios R.R. Parks Cards um, um, Coconacus they've all been super super nice as well tops was the first of course for me and they've they've never done me wrong they've all been nice to me and uh, reliable and there you go. So, yeah, oh, I've done that's really nice. Stuff. Uh, that's written really nice. House. Oh, written house. I've been yeah. nice people too, and uh, it's a little trickier sometimes, just, but upper deck uh, is another subject. But, anyways, yes. Uh, but it's been very interesting to talk to the two of you, and uh, I look forward to releasing the book, and hopefully, people will enjoy it. It's a lot of people who who put time into it as well answering yeah. the it's not just about me you know there are other people who, who have contributed to the book and given their permission a few fans who've been around car, sketch cards for a while we'll see a few pieces from also cat stags and uh, yeah. yeah and uh, a couple of others as well who've been and and of course yes uh, katie cook and uh, allison son has she let me mm, yes. use a couple of her uh, of her cards as well. Oh, so and we anyway, saw yeah. we saw we saw Axbone in there, and we're huge fans of his. That's oh, right, he's Axbone. A sweetheart, he yeah. is a sweetheart. <laughs> no, yeah. I love how organic the book feels. It feels like, I mean, you wrote it. You're the one who put all this work into it, but it feels organic in the sense that it feels like it came out of the hobby. It feels like it's for the hobby, um, out of the hobby, and also for newcomers. So I think it really works on so many aspects and levels. Mm. Um, it and definitely I, I is for the hobby, and hopefully, you know, uh, to get the, the to get the pond with some fresh water, but also just to enjoy it yeah. and to be nice to each other. You know, now in this, this day and age, we have to remember: no matter what, we have to be nice to each other. Yeah. Yeah, which is why, and you remember at the beginning of, uh, before we started recording, I asked you to write something down. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is the point. And this is this is why we do this podcast. Um, Ingrid Hard, Ingrid K.V. Hardy, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. 
Our podcast is at The MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at MM Collectors and at Sketch Card Hive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Mm-hmm.